I am sitting down with the man who has earned pretty much every international accolade you can, uh, highlighted most recently by hitting his 11th and 12th short course world title. We're talking to Chad Leclo. Chad, uh, coming off Melbourne, you've, you're, you're getting ready today for a little family get together to celebrate um, this accomplishment. How are you feeling today? Hey guys, oh, it's great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I think uh, I've been absolutely over the moon. I think I couldn't have actually imagined a better welcoming party, you know, just coming out with the gold medal. Um, it's been a hard, hard three years for me, you know, really, really hard three and a half years. And I think um, I knew it was coming, you know, I could feel this was coming. I've been telling my close circle of people, um, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get the crown back. But uh, yeah, it's it's an emotional moment. So I think, I don't know if you can hear everyone's just arriving now. So it's, uh, yeah, but it's amazing. Really, really proud of this. us about this three and a half years and kind of what have been these ups and downs that have that have gotten you to this moment especially um you know switching switching training to moving to germany with dirk lang um i think for me everything was going really good up until about february of 2020 we were actually in really good shape really good nick to to do some serious damage at the olympics in 2020 um obviously COVID hit everyone differently you know but for me what happened was at the time i was with energy standard we had a little setup in Turkey. And basically from the end of Feb, we we came straight home, right? And we, we didn't have any training from March until basically ISL at the end of September. So we weren't actually allowed to swim in South Africa. So we were kind of going, not illegally, but we were, you know, maneuvering our way around to try and get some some training in. But um, it was a very hard six months. And then, you know, we kind of got ourselves back. And then the program got closed, Energy Stand, at the end of 2020. So we lost all our teammates, all our coaches. We were trying to make it work from the back end of 2020 through to the summer of this year. So about a year and, year and a bit, we were kind of just trying to make it work, you know, for the Olympic Games in Tokyo. You know, unfortunately, it didn't go my way back then. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of other difficulties outside the water. You know, I had, a, I had a, this incident that happened last year, January, which really shook me up. Something I'm not really ready to talk about just yet, but... You know, let's just say that it was a very traumatic, uh, let's say a couple months from January of 2021 through to about June of, yeah, June of last year. And then, you know, the Olympics happened and, you know, things happened how they happened. And, uh, yeah, I wish hindsight's a beautiful thing. I wish I could have gone back to those moments and, you know, done things a little bit differently, spoken to people a little bit earlier, kind of got my head right a little bit earlier. But, you know, I guess everything happens for, for, for a reason. So, yeah. Um, so then <clears throat> coming off the Olympics, um, if I, if I'm recalling correctly, if I recall what I heard correctly, at least you're kind of, you were kind of bouncing around, right? I mean, you had ISL right after the Olympics, um, yes. and then kind of training where you could getting competition in competitions in where you could, um, I mean, how do you feel like the 21, 22 season went? You know what, man, I was actually quite confident because I felt like I was, I put everything behind me when I actually really hadn't, if I'm being honest, I think I was kind of like 70% there, you know, with putting all the stuff that I was dealing with behind me. Um, and I felt very, very excited about going to, obviously going to the, the Commonwealth Games this year. This was a huge moment for me and, and for South Africans. But uh, we didn't actually, it didn't go my way. And I think it was just a little bit too soon 
to kind of put all the pieces together. We kind of, you know, I say this respectfully, we were gypsies for a year and a half. We didn't have a home base. We didn't know we were going to be the next week. We were just kind of making it work with the, you know, the guys that were kind of didn't really have a team after the industry standard, you know, that, that, that small group of people. So, uh, yeah, sorry about babies are shouting, <laughs> but, um, we just, yeah, we just, I'm grateful for the, you know, for everything that, that happened because it taught me a lot of lessons. And I think, uh, Dirk has been a huge revelation in my in my career and in my life these last few months because, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, I know where I'm going to be next week. I know where I'm going to be in three months' time. I have a training time. I have a training training team. I have a coach that, uh, you know, we, we're putting plans together, you know. Not to say that that wasn't happening before, but since the team broke up in 2020, it was extremely difficult to make that work. So, yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but finally I've got the base and the ground that I've needed, you know. I feel like Honestly, I haven't really been a professional some of the last two years. Yeah, I mean, bef- and before we get into what has gone so well with Dirk, um, or, you know, that base, I mean, that's that's a huge thing. I don't think people realize how big not only having a home base is, but having that um, consistency and knowing where you're going to be next week, where you're going to be next month, not only as a human, but as an athlete who your well-being is based off of, you know, your very elite performances. Um, and to after Energy Standard broke up, first off, can you, you know, in your own words, can you just describe what that team meant to you? Because it was such a special setup, right? I mean, you were in Turkey, you're at Gloria Sports Arena, which is a wonderful yeah. facility. <laughs> you have this very elite group of training partners just kind of from all different walks of life. Yeah, I mean it was it was unbelievable. Like you said, we had amazing spots. We worked so well for 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 the two and a half years that we kind of were based there. And like I said, everything was great, man. I was I was in great shape in, in February of, of twenty twenty. I was I was I mean you know you can never ever talk about winning Olympic gold medals, but man, we're catching two medals at worst. You know, I even thought with the year and a half that I had leading up to Olympics with the lack of training, I still believe that two bronzes were at least on the cards. You know, honestly, I was I was very shocked that I never I never picked that up. Not even making the final under fly, you know. But I think it just goes to show you that exactly what you just said, the consistency, the base, the team around you is so important. You know, my dad's been telling me for a long time now, you know, I need to make sure that I'm in a professional setup. And I couldn't quite understand what he was trying to tell me, you know, because I was training hard, right? I train damn hard all the time, even if I'm by myself. But it's not about that. It's about those sacrifices that you're making, the the, the earlier mornings, you know, the, the schedule that you gotta keep to um you know, staying in that regimen of being in a team environment is so, so important, I believe, you know. So I think just being in Germany now for these last couple of weeks, uh, heading after the World Cups, heading into the World Championships, just gave me that stability and that confidence. And, you know, there obviously were another num- numerous other factors, but those definitely played a, a big role in Chad Leclerc 2.0. Yeah, absolutely. So then <clears throat> tell me a little bit about the details of of what you're doing with Dirk what the training group is like and and honestly ultimately why you decided to go with him you know over i, I don't know any of the other options you might have had no for sure i think look dirk and i have had a relationship for a little over a decade now you know he coached my friend cameron van der berg to gold in 2012 and i've swum one once or twice with him in the lead up to 2012 olympics you know so for me we we were very uh we were close outside the pool you could say we never really had a a professional relationship let's call it and I knew that after the the Commonwealth Games, you know, we had a small team which we were kind of trying to make work, but we didn't, you know, I, I based 
everything off results, you know. So we, we, we kind of said, you know, in, in December of last year that we're going to go to the Commonwealth. We're going to see how this works with us being, you know, kind of just traveling the world and just seeing if it works out. And when it never, you know, I obviously thank my, my former team for everything they did because they were great and we still are great friends. So there's no hard feelings there. But Dirk was just the perfect fit for me. I think he was the missing piece in my puzzle these last couple of years, to be honest with you, because we understand each other in a, in a very deep way. Like he's a warrior mindset, right? He's, he's a gladiator, just to put it bluntly, you know. So that's that's the that's the mindset I've always, you know, always shared. You know, for me, it's always been about winning. It's always been about performing at the highest level trying to win, you know, striving to race the best in the finals, those big moments, you know, those gladiator moments. And I think Dirk and I just share that same mindset, you know. So we we clicked right away from the first day that we worked together. And I think he has a deep level of understanding with swimming, of course. But more importantly, I didn't expect him to be so understanding. People that know Dirk, he's a very straight guy. He's a very strong personality, a great personality. Like I said, we're friends. We've, we've been friends outside the pool. But he's a, he's a very strong um personality and I think I was very surprised at how understanding he was with the needs that I need you know and he understands that my team is important my family is important coming back home to South Africa is important he understands that the balance of swimming needs to be met in order to succeed so yeah I was very surprised but in a very in a very good way so it's it's been a dream start under him so yeah a big thanks to him um obviously you're home now do you go home Often, I mean, because I'm guessing the the travel from Germany to South Africa is not an not a not an easy one. Not an easy one, yeah. It's not an easy one. If I was European, it would be a lot easier. But uh, <clears throat> no, look for me. I'm going to try and spend as much time as I can with him in Germany. But I will come back every couple weeks slash months. But to be honest with you, there's only a year and a half to the Olympics, you know. So I'm spending a, another three weeks here in South Africa. I'm going to kind of start training by myself in January for the first week and a half, two weeks before I head over that side. And uh, I'll probably be there until end of March. So I'll do six, seven weeks. Then I'll come back for my national championships. But I'll come a week or two before, have a week or two after. So I'll get a month in South Africa there. And then it's three months to the Worlds. And then after that, it's pretty much a year out to the Olympics. So, you know, it's kind of just making those sacrifices now to pay dividends at the end of 2024, you know. So all the focus for us at the moment is just improving. I think long course is the next focus now. Short course was was a great, um, you know, was amazing. But we've only been working together for like really, really short time now. So I think, you know, just building on those blocks, hopefully um, getting on the podium now in uh, Fukuruka would be a great step. And then obviously Paris is the, the big one. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so going back to Melbourne, you went at best time. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> At, at 30 years old, that is not something we see in our sport too much, especially at for someone who has achieved as much as you have at, at a pretty young age or, you know, in their 20s. Um, we don't always see someone go in best times at 30. Um, what do you feel like you improved on in, in the short pool to be able to, to put that performance out? If I'm being totally honest with you, man, it was a huge mindset change. So for me, it was just about, <clears throat> man, I don't know how to put it into words. I was, man, I was battling a lot of demons these last year and a half. I don't want to make this into a sub story, but the truth was I was, I was proper depressed. I was in a really, I was in a really bad place a year ago. You know, like things happened out of my control and there was a lot of things that, you know, happened in my life, which were really, couldn't really see coming. Let's just put it that way. And, uh, or outside the pool and, um, I wasn't able to shake that emotion out of it, right? So when I was racing these last year and a half, when I was racing in Tokyo, when I was racing at Commonwealth Games this year, 
three, four months ago, I was swimming with emotion, right? So I always have emotion. I'm an emotional guy. I swim with passion. I swim with fire always. But there's always an element of control around it. There was zero control around it. I was swimming like a, I, I describe it as a desperate man swimming. I had to, one had to show everyone, I had to show the community of swimming. I had to show South Africa. I had to prove to everyone wrong. Oh, you understand? I'm fighting with myself. I've got the, I'm, I'm swimming like that. You understand? And for me, that was the problem. So once I got rid of everything, I got rid of those demons. I took it back. Dirk kind of came in there. He reminded me what I'm good at underwaters, bringing it back hard, changing the tactics up a little bit, you know, reminding everybody who I was. I think that was the key from the start of the World Cups. It was all a confidence booster. You know what I'm trying to say? I knew Melbourne, I mean, for me, World Champ Finals are not about World. Uh, for me, it's never been about times. Times don't matter to me. You know, it's, it's always been about the race. And I just raced the race. That's all I really did. You know, I raced the race and the time took care of itself. <clears throat> I believe uh, next season I'll some short course. I'll definitely some personal best times. I, I truly believe that. I think long course, I'll be very close to my best times. Um, and Paris, I will, I will definitely be PBing in Paris. That's, that's a guarantee. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's going to be good enough for a medal or for a gold medal. Of course, I hope that that's my goal, but, we will be, we will definitely be in the best shape ever in Paris at 32 years old. That's a promise. <laughs> that will, <clears throat> that's an exciting promise. Um, do you looking forward? I don't know how far you're looking forward. Do you think you'll keep swimming after Paris? Oh, easy for sure. I'll be in LA. I'll be competitive in LA for sure, 100. Like, I say this respectfully. You know, these last. Let's say two and a half years, right? Because COVID took a year and a half out. Yeah. I was, I could feel it coming, right? I know it's short course. I get it. I understand that it's a short course. And, um, you know, I am, you know, I have got 12 world titles, like you said. So it's, it's you know, I, I am, I'm, you know, I'm a good short course summer, right? Um, but I could feel it coming, right? I thought it was going to come at the Commonwealth Games. But you'll see next year. Next year will be a good year for me. I can I can promise you that. Like, again, am I good enough to win next year? Um, we'll see. We'll see, but we we we're making building blocks for Paris. I have a lot of work to do long course. You know, my short course season is generally always a lot better. You know, especially at the end of the year. Um, but I do need to put in some big work because I haven't had the time to put in a lot of crazy work. You know, so this 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 camp now has been more about underwater's confidence, um, finding myself again. To be honest with you, you know, walking out there, controlled emotion, passion, but just really ready to race at the end of the day, you know, not, not, not have to win, have to win desperate man. I wasn't none of that, you know, that's not going to happen again, but that's, that's exactly how it was these last two years. I mean, and, and it, it seems like for a lot of people, you kind of have to go through those lows to, to be able to come out the other side and be better and, you know, more ha have that wisdom to know <clears throat> what works, what doesn't, how to deal with certain situations. Um, so now, you know, the, the, the heavy training, what does that look like for you? Is, is that just putting in tons of meters? Is that putting in tons of, of race pace? Uh, you know, what, what is, what does the heavy training look like for you? To be honest with you, man, it's only been a couple of weeks. So I'm not sure we start, we start <laughs> working in a week's time, but, uh, it'll be obviously a bit of mileage for sure to get that basin in January. But yeah, I'm, I've, I've never really, I mean, it's well known. I'm not really strong in the gym. I haven't really done much gym work, you know, so we're going to work a bit on that and, you know, maybe just get the, 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 my core was really bad. I think when I went there, I think the whole, even the young girls were beating me. And I'm not, I'm not the most athletic person outside the pool. I know it's, it's a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but it's the truth. So I'm working a lot on that and 
you know, just, just making sure that I'm, I'm ticking all the boxes really, because I've always trained hard, right? I've, I've, I've always been the hardest trainer in the group wherever I've gone in the world. So that's never been a huge problem for me. I think it's just making sure that everything else is, is ticked off, you know, the recovery, ice baths, the massages, the, the sacrifice, you know, I was always, like I said, the last two, three years, some of it is absolutely my fault. You know, I take responsibility for, you know, not ticking all the boxes, not, not doing the right recovery, not, you know, taking the massages, taking the rest properly, you know, always showing for training on time and working hard, but other stuff in my life maybe preoccupied me slightly a little bit, you know, so now I'm fully, fully back on that professional uh, mindset, you know, so it's, it's really, really great. That's, that's, that is really great to hear Chad. And I appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down and chat, um, especially right before your family party. Um, any parting thoughts before we sign off today? Absolutely. I'd look, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone in the swimming world, especially the people that have, have supported me. I also thank the guys that didn't support me because that gave me a lot of motivation. I did tell you so, uh, but I'm just very grateful. You know, I just, I really am grateful for the support that I've had, especially this last week. I've actually felt the support from the people like more than ever, you know, I mean, even just going out here in South Africa and seeing, you know, people around, like it, it feels like London 2012. Like I came back, there were people at the airport for me. It was, it was, it was a crazy moment. And I think, you know, like, you know, I've always said, you don't judge a man's character for how he celebrates victory. You judge it for when his back's against the wall. And my back's been against the wall these last two, three years. And with the help of a few people, we've, we've, we've fought our way back up to the top and we're still learning, still looking to improve. And, Again, like I say, I'm not promising gold medals in Paris, but I'm promising best swims, best personal personal best, hopefully. And of course, the dream is to be Olympic champion again. But if not, we keep going. We keep going. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.